question from somebody. Um, this is Odette Rishti. Let me announce. Um, and the topic today is um, we're talking about matchmaking and dating and how to find the right one, which has been an ongoing session um, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. at Sinai Radio. And I'm very honored to be able to discuss this topic with everybody, I guess because um, a lot of singles are finding that they're having it hard. And um, the more people I can reach and give them over some sound advice, which I think I have over being a Shadcham for 23 years, and maybe not just being a Shadcham, but caring about singles and my relationships with them, taught me a lot. And um, I think that's basically why I feel like I have some things to offer and um, just guidance to clarify this time in, in people's lives. And hopefully, you know, they won't stay single and they won't need advice and they can move over to helping others find the right derech to, to get married and, and open up the channel so that it's not so complicated. So um, someone sent in a question to Sinai Radio after, after I, I announced last week that they could email David at um, Sinai Radio. And their question was, and I'll just read exactly what they wrote, I absolutely love Odette Rishdi's shows, so thank you very much for the compliment. I love hearing that. I would love to hear more about red flags, what to look out for on dates, and how to be able to make a decision when it's not so clear. And he, she thanks us for all the amazing speakers that speak on Sinai all week. So... Um, I think this is a two-part question. One is she wants to hear about red flags. Um, we spoke about red flags last week. What does that mean? When we go on dates, um, you know, the whole date process is first date, second date, third date, till a couple becomes a couple and is comfortable with each other and they kind of know that they're both very interested in each other. The, the beginning part of the dating we're not necessarily looking for red flags, but we're looking to see who the other person really is. Um, red flags do come up, and um, those things are obvious things. So if she's asking me the question, I'm wondering, you know, why she wanted me to expand on red flags. Red flags normally would be, Things like um, being rude to the waiter or waitress. It's like the most famous line because this is someone serving you and you're paying. And we're always looking to see how they serve the waiter because the waiter or waitress does something wrong, doesn't get something right, always happens. And how they respond, um, if they get annoyed right away, that's a red flag. Um, first, because they're on their best behavior on a date and they wouldn't want to show you that behavior. So if they do show that behavior where they get annoyed very quickly for a, a mistake that the waitress does, like let's say forgetting the person doesn't like onions or 
um, not bringing back uh, more dressing or something like that, and they get annoyed, and they say it in not a nice way, that we could do that. We could be married and do that and be annoyed, and that'll happen. But we're on our best behavior on a date, so what do we want people to do? We don't want them to hide their bad behavior or their knee-jerk reaction is to get upset. We, we, but naturally, people on a date would be on their best behavior. So if they show that and they couldn't control it, then that's something that we really say, whoa, okay, that's something to look into. Um, other red flags. Well, I want to take it a different way because, like, certain things are red flags. Um, I'll give you an example of something a girl didn't notice was a red flag till much later on. Happened on a first date. They were riding bikes. They were not riding bikes. They were in a car, and a bunch of children um, from the community were riding bikes. The Jewish kids were riding bikes in the neighborhood, and it was pretty dark out. So the girl told the guy that she was dating, oh, wow, it's so dark and it's dangerous. Like, did you see all those young Jewish kids on bikes? We almost didn't notice them. And the guy was driving the car, and the guy said to her, don't be my mother. And she didn't see that as a red flag. And she continued on where they almost got engaged. And I got a phone call. This happened many years ago. I got a phone call late at night after everything we thought was good and they were almost engaged. She was hysterical crying and saying all these things, red flags that happened per date that she had with him. There was one major red flag per date and she blurted them all out to me like one in the morning and and crying realizing oh my gosh I I just kept going on those dates without announcing that there was red flags and coming back to you and telling you about them so she had major red flags these were not little things they were big things and so we went to a rabbi after that and we um, discussed it, and, you know, who more understood her, and we decided that we had to disconnect all this dating and tell the boy that she wasn't going to continue anymore. He was devastated, but um, the red flags were things that we all decided after she spoke to her parents and, and had nothing to do with me um, and the rabbi that... Um, she could not continue. Of course, my advice was the same, but we we just, you know, wanted to go to higher authorities before we hurt anybody, and that's what we did. So um, those things are obvious red flags, but let's go the other way. Um, what are we looking for in a person? We're looking for a person that's kind, caring, um sensitive, giving, sharing, someone that's able to be a little open, have clean humor, you know, like kind, clean humor, not things that are humorous but make fun of other people. That would be a little bit of a red flag on a date. Um, so I'm going to open up the lines now that we've discussed a lot of different topics and we could continue on later, but I see there's a question. So... I'm going to answer um, this person. 
Are you there? Uh, hold on. Okay. One second. I'm trying to get um, the person with the, the whose phone number ends in 0561. Hold on. Um, hang on one second. Okay, are you there? Hello? Um, I'm trying to answer your question, the person with the phone number that ends in 0561. Wondering if you could hear me. Okay. Hello? Are you there? Um, um, and hello? Okay, so I'm going to go back to the topic until I can, the people who are on hold, I see there's a bunch of people on hold, but I can't get through to them. Um, I'll try that again in a minute. So we'll go back to the topic I was discussing, um, which was what we're looking for. So um, red flags are things that are obvious that would turn you off. And... Um, and what we're looking for in a person on the date, aside from hoping we don't see any red flags, so we're looking for someone caring, sensitive, giving, sharing. You know, what does sharing mean? Do they share of themselves? Like things that they like, if they like children, if they love the zoo, um, how they feel about their parents. We're looking for those type of things to see what kind of person they are. Um, they're people that are open, um, not in, like not only talking about themselves. Are they asking you if you're comfortable, if it's hot outside or cold outside, if you have enough air or if you have enough heat in the car? Do they notice you? Do they notice your comfort? Do they make sure you're comfortable? Like even a first date, people are not comfortable and they're nervous and they're not really sure what to say to you but they're checking in on you and they're making sure that you are in a happy place the whole day um sometimes that nervousness 
makes them forget to check in on you and see if you're comfortable. So we don't also want to say, oh, they didn't ask me if I was cold. The, it, it has to be a whole overall picture. And um, that's what we're looking for. So um, I, I hope I answered the topic of red flags and a little bit more on what we're looking for on the date. What we do want to do is stay away from being nervous that there are red flags. I didn't want to bring up the topic of red flags and make everybody go, oh, I'm looking for red flags. Actually, look for the kindness. Look for the caring. Look for the sensitivity. Look to see if they give tzedakah. Um, are they giving like that kind of person? And also, how they do talk to the waitress, even when everything's going right, is a, is a nice thing to look for. So um, I want to try to go to the lines and see if I can get you guys to talk. And I'm going to go back to the lines and see if I can get a question going. Oh, you're going to do it? Okay, I'm holding on. Let's see. Nine one seven six nine six six nine seven. Hello, are you there? Hi. Hello. Go ahead. 917-697. Go ahead. Do you hear us? Yes, I hear you. Okay, go ahead. Ask your question. No, no, that's me. No, yeah. 917-697. Okay, let's try somebody else. Hold on. Three four seven two five four. Go ahead. Ask your question. Hello? Three four seven two five four. Are you there? We'd love to hear your question. Oh, okay. Three four seven two five four. Do you hear us? So the question and answer session is over. Yeah. No. No. Go ahead. It's it's something else. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I'm gonna disconnect everybody. Hang on. Okay, everyone, please call back in with your questions. Okay, go ahead, Odette. Keep, keep talking. Okay, so um, we discussed um, the red flags, and we discussed um, what we should look for that in the positive. Now we want to go to her second part of the question, which was how to be able to make a decision when it's not so clear. So to me, the question itself is not so clear. I'm thinking she meant how to make a decision when the dates were going well, but you don't know if you should continue. Like nothing is tipping the scales to make you, you know, blown over by this person. You really want to continue. You're not really sure. You're just very par. That seems to be her question. How to make a decision when it's not so clear. Um, so my, my thing, which if it was me who was dating, 
I'd want to hear how the person feels about me. You know, I would ask the shadchan, is there something about me that tips the scales for them? Is there something very endearing that they have feel about me, that, my personality? Knowing that they like me a lot, knowing that they felt something, that there was a spark that they felt about me would help me know if maybe then I should continue. That's like just one aspect of it. Okay, hold on. We're going to try and take a call now. Okay, okay. hold on. Okay, uh, 718. I don't know why they hung up. They have to. Okay, we're going to put you on mute when you come on. And then when you hear it goes unmute, that's when we know you're going to go ahead and talk. Okay, so whoever's calling in, when you hear it says mute, wait for us to take you off mute. And when you hear it says unmute, that means we're going to go ahead and take your call. Okay, so go ahead and try calling in again. When you hear unmute, that means we want you to talk. Okay, continue with that. Okay, so, um, so, so that's, that's what I was thinking her question was. And I'm thinking I would want to hear from the Sharhan exactly how the person feels about me. That might help me um, know if I should continue or not. Because if they're very parv and I'm very parv, maybe there is no reason to continue. Um, that's, that's one aspect. But that's not the only aspect. Um, I would also want to know, let's say the best thing to do, actually, is to go to your best friend or your parent if you're comfortable talking to your parents about your dating. Um, if not, go to someone you really confide in, a rabbi, representative, and let them ask you the question, what if this person you're dating that you feel parv about doesn't decide they don't want to see you again tomorrow? They tell the Khan, you know what, I decided I changed my mind, I'm not interested. How would you feel about that? If you feel like something's being taken away from you, sometimes you end up not wanting to let go. And sometimes that, those par feelings that you had come from nerves, come from things, you know, it's just too easy. It's all there, and I, I, how do I make a decision? But when you pull it away, when someone decides they're going to take it away from you, that's when sometimes you go, wait, wait. Or if you think, oh, try to think about that person dating someone else. Then you start to think, oh, no, I want them for myself. And that makes, you, if you don't have any feelings, then when they start to be pulled away, if you, you know, someone asks you the question, what if they don't want to date you tomorrow, and you go, eh, no big deal, then you might not really have feelings for that person. Then you, you really are very parv. It would not hurt to still go on another date and see if another date dips the scales. And that might mean that if you went on already eight dates and you weren't feeling anything, it might mean you shouldn't continue. But if you only did three dates and the other person's willing and you're still willing and the dates aren't horrible and you're not bored, then there's no harm in continuing. And nothing wrong with that. It's great to continue if both sides really want to. But if the decision is, you know, you're continuing and it's eight dates and it's ten dates and you still don't feel anything. You really got to get to someone that you can confide in and talk it over before you give over something. Because if you really didn't like the person, you would not go on one more date. And if you just can't make a decision, then there is some quality there. Usually most people will not go on another date no matter what. They're bored. They're not interested. They're not going. 
But if you can't make a decision, so then there's some quality there. You need to find a way to see what's going to tip the scales to continue or to know that, you know what, you're just dragging your feet and this is really not going to go anywhere. Um, okay. So, um, trying to think what else we could discuss on that topic. Um, my other thing I was going to talk about was um, how I became a Shadchan. So I get this question a lot. I'm just a community person minding my own business. And then I had two friends um, who, and this is 23 years ago, um, I had two friends who were single and I was married a while. I had two kids already. And um, the Shadchanim in the community were having a meeting. And those two friends, it was, you know, Shidduchim was not a thing in the Syrian community. Um, so I heard they were having a meeting, and I knew those two friends would never go to the meeting to meet them. So I went to the meeting and stood up in front of all the Shadchanim and described my two friends. As the whole meeting was going on and all different singles were being discussed, and it was so proper and respectful and respectable. And there was all different types of Shadchanim, all different types of people in the community. And um, as they were discussing other people, I was like, oh, hey, I know someone for them. I have a guy that, you know, I could set up with that person. And at the end of the meeting, I had already had people that I could call and go set up. And I only came to set up my friends. But I gave them new people that would never come to them but would get set up through me. And because of that, at the end of the meeting, they, um, at the end of the meeting, they asked me to please stick around and, um, you know, come to the next meeting and let's see how those dates that I had in my hand go. And I actually did come out with some dates for my friends. And um, eventually, you know, they just made me come back to all their meetings. And I made a lot of dates happen and eventually a lot of matches happened. And Baruch Hashem, over time, I learned different things and they guided me because I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. But um, there's a proper way to go about this and there's the proper questions to ask and the proper channels to do and there's a first things first and a first things second. And um, the things that I became my signature way of dating, of setting people up and, and dating was that I kind of really get to know the person and, and do my best to really get a feel for what they want. Um, I just want to say that we're still trying to take phone calls and if anybody wants to call in, number is 319-527-4160 and we really do want to hear your phone calls and we're going to try to work that technical issue out um, so that you could be heard tonight because we really announced this as a question and answer and for some reason there was a technical difficulty here. But we'd love to hear your questions. Um, so, yeah, matchmaking is like a very, very um, detailed process. And then again, people do it who don't have any, you know, professionalism about it, and they make matches. And they do. They have a good feel. They tell you, oh, I have someone for you. And not a lot of thought was got, goes into it. And 
then a match is made and a marriage happens and people are happy and they're thrilled that someone thought of them. So I do it both ways. Sometimes I have a feel and there's not really a big thought process that goes into it. Both people are willing and I do it and they go and sometimes it works. And sometimes I put a lot of thought into it and a lot of work goes into it and they want a lot of details and a lot of investigating and a lot of information and a lot of calling and, and we do it. And we do it according, and sometimes those things don't work. Uh, a lot of planning went into it, and it doesn't work. What I'm trying to say is that we, I really was not a shadchan. I was just a person trying to help two people, and I ended up setting up people and then becoming professional about it just because I kept doing it. We all have to think for each other, uh, and, and we're all capable. We're all out there in the world meeting different people and and, you know, being a shadchan for different things all the time. You see someone needs an apartment. Oh, I know where there's a good apartment. You know, it's your type. You know where they want to live. You know, it's the same thing. We do that with people. We do it with different types of things all the time. We're shadchanim for different things. The right dentist, the right lawyer, whatever. This is the highest level matching up you can do. Um, and you want to do it with a responsible, you know, in a responsible way. Definitely want to do it in a responsible way, not off the cuff. But sometimes those off the cuff things work. And what the singles really want is that we're thinking of them and that we're thinking of them with respect, which is my signature thing, is I feel like the matches I personally made were because those singles felt that I respected them. They felt I thought the world of them. They felt that I looked them in the eye and really cared and saw their greatness. And you know what? Everybody comes with a plus and a minus. Hashem created us with with lacking. He created us not perfect. And we have to look at, you know, you think you have a friend and eh, she's not pretty enough to set up. But she has so many good things about her that a guy would want. And not everybody who's beautiful, not only people who are beautiful get married. Not only people who are thin get married. Not only people who don't have a physical disability get married. People with physical disabilities get married. And we look at people that aren't perfect and go, oh, I couldn't think of anything to anybody for them. But Baruch Hashem has been very successful in matching up people they had a little bit of a difficulty in certain a physical something, and you know what? I, I think two or three matches that I've done where the other person didn't have a physical thing, and the one person did, and it didn't matter to them. They actually wanted to continue. They were fine with it, and they didn't notice the physical thing. Why? Because they were going after brains. They were going after smarts. They were going after kindness and they were going after the right religious level and everything matched and these were not people that were desperate these were people that were realistic these were people that wanted to give these were people that wanted to share these were people that were prepared to put into a marriage they didn't want everything handed to them on a silver platter they didn't want every detail to be perfect they didn't have to have every detail perfect they wanted their match they wanted their other half to their neshama. That's really what we're looking for here. And sometimes the externals and what the world taught us, the neshama doesn't get to 
get to shine. You can't find the neshama to your match if you're looking for a famous brand name, last name, money, sparkles, every kind of thing that should come with somebody. We really want to get to looking for the person. And that's where I come in. Uh, when I meet a single person, I ask them about themselves and I try to find the thing that really shines about them. Sometimes I don't even mention it. Like one girl played the piano. I didn't mention it to the other person that the person was musical. The funny thing was the boy also played the piano and they both discussed it on the date. It was better that I didn't say it because it wasn't like, oh yeah, she told me already. They were like, really? You play the piano too? I really, really, and they both had the same music teacher, I think, something like that. Anyway, they ended up married, by the way. So um, there's a lot of things like that where you let the person shine and you see the greatness in them. And when they know that you feel that way about them, even if they have a dis- disability or a negative thing, okay, their parents are divorced. It's not a big deal. Are they kind? Are they... Why it's not a big deal? Yes, there's like going to be parents listening in on this and saying, oh, if the parents are divorced, we don't want that. But I know that a gadol told his grandson, who wasn't finding, you know what? A lot of nice people are divorced these days. They're really fine families. The parents just didn't get along. It's okay to take from a divorced family. And you know what? I'm not saying that an 18-year-old has to do that, but... If you're not finding and you're going, oh, can't take from that family because they're divorced. Can't take from that. These are the things where maybe that's what Hashem wants, is us to lower our expectations. And I don't know in which area you are very heightened that you're avoiding, but you know what? Look inside yourself and think, I might need to lower my expectations. Hashem might want me to come down from a certain place, and maybe I'm at 100% and I could go down to 80 at something. There's a lot of greatness in people around us and we can't see it because we're looking for 100% of this and 100% of that. No, they don't have it. No, they don't have it. Take a look and hear. Hear good stuff and, and give it a chance. So that's what we're trying to do is through these talks, we're trying to open up the channels so that we could date clearly and give people a chance and not look for red flags, actually do the opposite. Look for them. Okay. Yes, you did. Okay, 718-483, go ahead, we hear you. Ask Hi. a question. Hi, how are you? Hello? Okay, the, the number that you're calling, 319, is only for talking to the host. So if you would like to talk okay. to right now, please call the 319 number, 319-527-4160. We do hear you, so please be ready to talk. Okay. So um, I'm doing a lot of talking tonight, and I'm not getting those questions, but I'd love to hear you. And um, we were discussing opening up the channel so that dating becomes easier and, and you know, more options come your way. I hear from singles that they're just not, not getting options. And a lot of times the Shad Khan calls, not just me. I don't do a lot of setting up. Like, I'm, I'm so busy sometimes just guiding or if I'm setting up two 
I have two couples dating. I'm not giving 100 more dates because I'm involved with those two couples. And I also work and also do a lot of other things. So, so when I'm setting two people up, I'm hoping other Shadchanim are calling them, all the other singles that call me. And when you're getting those phone calls, you want to hear, you want to be open, you want to be grateful to the Shadchan that they called you first. You want to be thankful. Oh, thank you so much for thinking of me. That means a lot. But then show them that you're open. Don't show them that you're so shut down. Because um, I think being shut down causes them to say, you know what, when they do think of someone for you, nah, I'm not going to call her, I'm going to call the next person. And it's limited how many people they could call in a day or how many people they could think of. They also have their own lives to run. And we all do get sidetracked. I have plans sometimes to set up like three dates in a day. And um, the day goes by me and, and I want to get it done because I know, oh, Shabbat's coming and then they can make a plan for the weekend. And, and sometimes I, I forget I had someone to call. So, you know, always being on top of, um, okay, someone from Instagram is asking, can I only call or can I text? Well, if you want to text me a question, I can, you can also text. I think a call is coming in now. Let's unmute. Hello? 718-483. Are you there? Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, my question is, how do you get on the same page as a Shadchan when they meet so many people and sometimes like they could possibly get confused um, and they don't really get you? So you want them to really understand who you are and what you really want? Yes. I think that requires a conversation with the Shadchan. And, and being really open in a very, very respectable way. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe I'm assuming they came up with a question, like with a person for you, and you feel like the person they suggested was really off. So mm-hmm. as, as, I'm thinking that's what you meant. So from that, so what, you're thinking they obviously don't get you. Am mm-hmm. I right? No, so my question is more of like, let's say you've met with the person multiple times, and like they just, somehow like they're like oh but you want this and you're like no I don't want that and you tell them and time and time again they keep thinking you want something else and you don't know how to put it in a maybe nice, um, way. like let them write it down or you write it down for them on your own paper that they have of you and and write it in words I definitely want a working guy I want a learning guy I want uh, from this kind of family or wherever your stipulations are um, that's that's it. Or you need to switch shotguns. That's if you feel like they keep doing the same thing for whatever reason, and it's really not giving you the type of person that you really want. One, it could be that those type of guys are not available to her, but you definitely could switch shotguns. You don't need to have only one shotgun. You could definitely go to a few and see what your options are. And sometimes that's that's what really happens is someone switches shotguns and then, you know, starts getting their name out there in a better way. 
They're heard mm-hmm. differently and they're represented differently. Got it. Thank you. It's helpful. It's definitely helpful. It doesn't mean that that first shotgun won't think of the right person for you eventually because it could be just like a fluke. They think of someone and you're very interested in it. Mm -hmm. Did that help? I hope it helped. 100%. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, So I guess communication with a shotgun is like so, so, so key. And, the, you know, finding a Shadchan that's your type is definitely key. That really understands you, understands your family type. If your parents are very, like, involved and want a certain type, you need to say that to them, you know. And, like, they could also know. A Shadchan can also know that you're going to run it by your rabbi. You're going to run it by a family member. You're not just going to date anybody. And here I am. I'm trying to tell everybody to be open and at the same time, I hear from singles, and it's a topic we could discuss for days, how stressed they are from bad dates. So bad dates, just stress them out and make them say no to things that could be good, which we really want to avoid. So, you know, that was a great question because being communicative to the Shadchan where they understand you gives you better dates. And those better dates, if you have a good date when you first start dating, and your dates are good, you become a good dater. If you have bad dates, dates that are very disappointing, that the person really wasn't at all what you were looking for, and it kind of disappoints you that the shachad wasn't thinking highly of you, that could happen. That doesn't mean the person on the date was bad or not valuable. It's not what I'm trying to say ever. Everyone we meet is 100% valuable. In Hashem's eyes, they exactly need to be here, and they need to be here the way they are. That doesn't mean that they have to be for you. And if you end up on a date with one of those people, that's really not for you, and somehow you feel that, that it was a slight to you to be set up with that person, communicate it in a respectable way and get them to understand that this wasn't for me, but try to go back to to feeling okay with yourself so that the next date you don't carry the negativity and the disappointment with you on the next date. You want to go into the next date, every date, fresh, happy, ready to meet the right person in your life. And um, I heard from someone recently, very recently, that they they went on a date and... Um, person came in the car saying, oh, I heard it was the casual date, and I didn't, you know, get ready for the date, and and they were kind of disheveled, just dressed from the whole day, and it really disappointed the person they were out on the date with, and that's all they could think of was, I was told straight out, you didn't get ready for this date, you didn't care, you thought it was casual, so you came dressed from work, like not looking proper, and put together and all they could think about was they didn't get ready for the date with me and the other person got very ready for the date so that like if that happens don't don't carry that what happened to you into the next date you want to the next person should get a fresh new you and you're all good and you're all happy and you're all and that's hard for sure if a person is going through 10 years of dating 
and not finding that spouse. It's definitely very hard. I definitely have it, like, so sensitive for singles who are going through that. Probably saying, yeah, Odette, how could I stay fresh? I'm doing this 12 years. I carry all the pain from all the other dates. But we have to try because simcha, really, simcha, is what we have to carry with us every day. We all have disappointments. But when we carry simcha, people feel it. People feel that simcha, simcha tachayim, they want to find a person that's happy and fresh and ready to go into a marriage really without baggage and, and powerful and clear and untangled, really. Because that's what it is. You, no one's marrying someone who is tangled. No one's going to marry someone who's very tangled and it's visible. So we don't want to be that. And when you're on a date, you want to give that vibe that I'm happy, I'm besimcha, I'm capable, and I'm, I'm ready to do anything, take on the world, whatever that might be. Um, so the number to call, I just want to say, because I don't see any callers on the line here, is 319-527-4160. That's the number to call in. And um, I would love to take another phone call because um, I really discussed so many different topics and I really wanted to hear what you guys are feeling after my last three classes. Um, I was very hesitant to take question and answer because, um, you know, it's a sensitive topic, matchmaking. It's really uh, dating is like so sensitive and, and there's a lot of heart and pain that singles are carrying these days and I wanted people to understand my slant and my feel for singles for the last few weeks before I really did question and answer. And guess what? Tomorrow is Tuba Av. And um, we did do, I know that the Syrian community had a Wednesday because tomorrow's Friday and it's Tuba Av and it's hard for mothers to um, go get together and, and make Shidduchim on Friday, even though I know they will from their kitchens. They sat together on Wednesday and had a meeting, and a lot of dates happened from it. And I got some phone calls to make dates this week, and I was really excited to get that in for this special week that is, you know, it is. And it's really a special time to tap into and talk to Hashem and ask Him um, for what you want and what you're looking for. And, you know, there's always so many ways to learn to be clear in this world, to to you know, I know Tammy Sassoon speaks on parenting on Sinai Radio, and she um, talks about how um, we have emotional baggage. And if people want to let go of emotional baggage, she gives a course on that. And I thought, wow, that would be great for singles to take because that's the stuff that people carry on their dates and why we're stuck sometimes. I'm not saying that's why all singles are stuck, but there's baggage that we carry through our lives from our childhood or from high school or different things that happen to us in our lives. And if we could unclutter our baggage, that would be great. I see a phone call here. Um, okay, just wait a minute till she comes on the line. Okay, 786-838. Hi. Seven eight six three eight three eight. Do you hear? What's your question? Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. I just want to say first of all that I'm really enjoying your class. Um, it's a little so bit off topic, 
But tonight is Tubav, and I'm wondering if you could give something to all our, to all the girls and I don't know boys that are listening to the class to give us some chizuk about this night. That especially that a lot of singles are listening to this class, and they say that it's a very holy time to pray. Right. So you want some chizuk on how to find the right one? Give me a specific question. No, about what to pray for exactly on Tubav, being that it's such a holy day to pray for Shidduchim. Okay, so um, those who are delving in dating right now, so the the most that I've heard from Gedolim is that we ask for clarity. And, and that's like really something you pray for because the people are sometimes right in front of you. And, and we're saying no to them or we're not, we're not being clear on why we're saying no. We want clarity for what comes our way, what's the suggestions, and we want clarity when we're dating, on the date, after the date, in between all the dates. If you're going on the date with date five, date six, I've seen date five, six go great, and then all of a sudden nothing. So you want you want the clarity. You want to continue that, you know, clarity in your life. So on the topic of clarity, if after a girl goes out with a boy for, let's say, a couple of dates, and she realizes that this is something that she was totally not looking for, and then she goes to the Shavchani and tells her, um, I, I got clarity, I realize it's not something I'm looking for, but then she's like, but this is exactly what you were looking for two weeks ago. What changed? And then, like, when you tell her because you realize it's not the type of life you're, you were looking to live because you saw a boy that was like this, she tells you, like, just continue. This is what you're looking for. How do you, how do you answer them and tell them that you're really your, 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 your outlook, your mindset changed because you saw something that you thought you were looking for possibly really wasn't you're looking for. You got more clarity. Right. So do you mean, like, lifestyle? The lifestyle and 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 maybe you what you you realize you you could handle more maybe like if you're looking for somebody who's let's say for instance kolel or working on learning and you see that the boy who was working on learning maybe you wanted him to be more more religious you got more clarity you to re- realize maybe you need someone that's learning full time or that okay has so more learning those, okay. and that kind of says no it's not it's not okay for you because I know what's good for you. Because oh, for okay. three years you were looking for one type. So that that definitely then then at that point, if you really feel like now, okay, I did date uh, working boys, but I do really feel like those working boys is not really what I want. And if she's not getting that, then you have to say that you discussed it with your rabbi. Nobody could yeah. like fight that. Nobody could fight that when you say, I discussed it over with my rabbi. And, and if you really did discuss it with, over with your rabbi, and he says to you, look, I want you to be open to both. You might say, okay, you're right. Or you might say, he'd say, no, for now, uh, try six months where you only date learning boys and tell her that's what your rabbi said. Then she'll, she'll, only, she'll only be able to do that. And, and if she's not willing, then you really have to just go to a different shachan and say, look, I did do this, and I did whatever, and I was using this shachan, and I still want to use her, but I do want to try a different shachan, just so you get a feel that I really want to try learning boys for now, because I spoke to my rabbi, and this 
what I would do. Right, or the opposite, either from kolal to working and learning. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, look, it's, either it's, way. it is two different kinds of lifestyles that you really have to be very prepared for. And they kind of know what the boys really want. They hear it from them or the parents. So if they're feeling like you're not that quality, you've got to either make them feel like you can live that lifestyle and give them the good reasons why. Or, you, again, always turn it back to your rabbi. Be, be truthful about it. You really spoke to a rabbi. Don't just make that up. No, I so that would be very, very important that, you know, you, you get your message across. But you also have to be very, very clear that you can, that you really fit that person, that type of person, uh, to yourself. Right. You have to be clear with yourself that that's really what you fit with. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Um, if there, I don't know if there's another question waiting. The check. Um, there isn't, but I did get questions on Instagram. So here's a question. Hi, listening to your live right now, I have a question. How do you eliminate nerves on a date after facing rejections? How do you eliminate nerves on a date after facing rejections? So you've had rejections um, on other dates where you really liked the person and you were turned down, and now you're nervous to like somebody again and and go on a date and like them and then get rejected again. Okay, so rejections mean that you, you're not left. You're still at 100%. You are still valuable 100%. And I learned this from Tammy Sassoon. We are always 100% valuable. That's the way Hashem feels about us. That's the way the world has to feel about us. And we can't worry if they don't. The only thing is if you got rejected, that's Hashem saying this person isn't for you and that they're cutting it short for you. Hashem's cutting it short for you. You're not continuing with that person because they're not for you. If they're for you, it would continue. And if they're not for you and it continues, all you're going to do is like them more for a longer amount of time and then it won't continue. If they are for you, they will come back in the future. So take the rejection in a respectable way. Walk away. Understand that Hashem talking to you and saying it's not the right one or it's not the right one right now. That's my answer to that. Never have nerves. It's thank you. Thank you for not liking me right now because there is a right time and even if that person is the right person and it'll happen at the right time we want everything at the Sha'atova it's not just giving birth that has a Sha'atova everything has a Sha'atova in life and so we just we say Sha'atova for everything everything has the right hour so if, if you feel rejection it's painful yeah because your feelings and your emotions are attached to that person right now you have to learn to walk away and then understand that Hashem is sending us the right person and good. the next few dates could be good and without carrying the nervousness because you're happy that the person said no because you have to move on and look for the next person. You don't want to waste time with someone that's going to reject you in the future. Let them reject you now. Smile, say thank you, and move on. I know it's not that easy. 
But that's the reality of it. Is who wants to waste time with someone that's going to reject you? They're rejecting you. Move on and go find that person that's going to make you happy for the rest of your life and also drive you crazy and also make you happy and also make drive you crazy and also make you happy. That's the person you're looking for. So, um, yeah, you could text. People are asking me on Instagram if you could text. You could text. There's only a few minutes left, I think, to this show. Um, so I wouldn't mind taking more texts. Is there any other calls? If somebody still wants to call in, the number is... What is that number? 319-527-4160. You can call in and... Um, ask me another question. I hope we're doing good tonight because um, singles really mean the world to me. They really, really do. I, I really, like I say it, I like singles so much. I just like them much better when they're married and unsingle. So um, really the truth is they they have so much to offer this world. They have amazing strengths. They, they're not tied down with children. They're not tied down with cooking. They're not tied down with laundry. They're not tied down with so many things. And over time, they've made themselves so much better and so capable and so clear. And they've had time to pray better. And, and I, I really learned so much from singles. I see uh, the girls that pray three times a day. They stop. They're not even obligated to do that. And they do that. So proud of them. And they, they do chesed for each other, and they do chesed for the community with their extra time. One of the girls just t- tonight texted me and said, oh, that I'm free in the summer. If there's anything I could do for you, please let me know. I really mean it. I, I couldn't even get over that, and I know she really means it. And it's one of my singles. Like, and I really don't like to take from singles. I, I really don't. I, they, I know they have the time, and they'd be great, glad to do it for me. I don't want that, but the chesed that they're doing, just offering themselves, it's just amazing. It's huge. And so I'd love for everybody around you, all the people around that I'm talking to and are hearing me, look at singles in a different light. Watch them shine. Watch them sparkle. They each have so much to offer this world. We all do. And when you look at them and you, and you, and you see what they, you know, you, don't look at them for, oh, she's overweight. Don't look at him for... He does not making enough money. Look at him for what he could do, what kind of husband he could be. I know a guy who's, you know, maybe not the best uh, dressed, or maybe, but he cooks. He can make a great meal. For, he wants to cook for his wife. He only wishes he had a wife that he could cook for. I, I, there's so many different things that singles can do. And that guy cooks for me, so I know he cooks well. But I'm just saying, there's so many amazing things that singles do, and they've perfected certain different things about themselves they can share and give and 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 teach the world stuff, and they shine. They really do shine. You just have to look into them, and, and singles themselves have to also look at the person they're dating for the way they can shine, their specialty. Everybody has that. Look at them. Look and ask the questions that will make you see how they shine. And you know what? Let's say they don't do anything that amazing. You're on a date with someone and they don't do anything that amazing. But their character is sterling. You know when someone's character is sterling. Because you've been on 10 different dates where you, you said no because they had bad character, bad me dog. 
bad character traits staring at you in the face, and you're going, oh, no, they didn't this, or they didn't tip the waiter, or they, 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 you know, different things. And you just, you know you're with someone that's good, and their, their character, they were warm and kind and caring, and why isn't that enough? So that's amazing. Blow it up. Expand on it. And I always say, like, I say this all the time, not having to do with matchmaking. I say it in my own life. A lot of the times in life, we land on the negative and we take a magnifying glass and we magnify it. And the good, we don't stand on that for one minute. Oh, that's nice. It's good. It was a good, you heard what happened to me today, this great thing. And two hours later, we forgot all about it and we don't even make a big deal about it. And then the negative thing that happened to us, we carry it all day and it becomes a bad day. Everything else went wrong because that one thing went wrong and you can't stop thinking about it. We got to learn to magnify the good. And if we magnify the good in each other, as far as matchmakers magnify the good in each other, matchmaker to matchmaker, matchmaker to single, single to single. We have to all do that. And people have to go around magnifying the greatness of singles. Allow them to shine. And someone's going to hear it. And someone's going to set them up want to set that person up or want to find them someone because we said good about them and we made them shine. I think really the truth, we, with so much more could be done with an Ayin Torah if our eyes see the good. So much more will happen as far as dating. And that's, you know, really the goal. The goal is for people to go down the aisle. That's what I would say. And, I, none of us, none of the matchmakers think that you should go down the aisle with someone that doesn't make you want to run down that aisle smiling and happy and you can't wait for the day. And no one goes down that aisle going, okay, it's my wedding day, no big deal. Everybody goes, I can't believe it's my wedding day. Everybody goes and can't see past the person they want to marry. They are so excited about that person. They cannot believe they found that person. That We all want you to go into a marriage that way. Nobody expects you to date someone that's just par to you. You're going to be excited, and we all want you to find that person, and it's the reason why matchmakers are matching is because we want you to be happy and excited and thrilled, but not for a minute and not to make a wedding because it's not about the wedding. It's not about the flowers. It's not about your gown. It's not about that night. That night should be a huge beracha for you. It should be a huge event. It should be gorgeous and sparkly and all the things you want it to be. But what the kahut that we put into the wedding and every detail of that, really we want it to be the kahut that go into a marriage. And that you could start now as a single. What do I want to be? What do I want to give? What kind of spouse do I want to And give off that vibe on a date. That I want to be a great spouse. I want to give. I want to share. I want to care. I want to be a great parent. I want to light up the world from our home. And that's really, you know, I know that so many singles feel that way and now are telling me, okay, Odette, just find me the guy. Just find me the girl. I want to be that. Of course I felt that way. Just give me that right person. Find me the right person. We have to be the right person to get the right person. And how we go about that, finding the person, is all that matters. Hashem is watching us. And and it always goes back to Hashem. It always goes back to being right. It always goes back to doing things the right way. That's 
how we get what we want in this earth because we're here for one reason. We're here to crown Hashem as our king. We're here to make a good name for being Jewish, make a good name for Hashem. That's why we're put here on this earth. And, and by doing all that we do as Jews and, and with that focus that we're Jews and we, we want to we want to do things right. We want to date right. We want to talk to the Shachan correctly. We want to talk to our parents correctly. We want to respect the suggestions that come our way, even when it's not a suggestion that we're happy about. We want to respect the person and think they're 100% valuable. Maybe they're just not for me. Maybe they are for me. Think twice about it before you say no. And, and, and don't think that perfection is everything on your paper. I've heard that from singles. Lower your expectations. I've heard from singles. I'm saying it because I, the number one person that tells me that is a single that gets married later on in life. The first person that tells me to lower that is not coming from Chef Hanim. Singles who get married at 32 and 42 are the first people to tell me, lower your expectations. Tell singles to lower their expectations. And um, I guess I'm going to end the talk because it's 9.01. And I hope it was great. I think it was great. Um, and um, if you want to email David, I think you could find his email address. I'm not sure what it is. S-Y-N-Y-Radio at gmail.com. I believe you can email him to, um, you know, give me an idea of the slant that you want the next show to be on or any questions you have for me for the next show. And um, hopefully we'll figure out that technical issue um, and get uh, calling in happen easier next time. Um, I'm wishing everybody an amazing Tu Be'av and Be'ezat Hashem many more correct suggestions and Be'ezat Hashem the right one should appear very soon. Amen.